but yeah, back to Germany. That was just like the issue. They didn't schedule me, so I was like, all right, fuck this shit. That that really irritated me because it was just like I was already in a position to get promoted, and I did not get promoted because of that. So I didn't get sent to the class because of that, because of this whole new system. Even though prior to the system, the army felt I was supposed to get promoted already. Now all of a sudden, because of this new system, they're like, oh, new system, we can't, we can't um, honor the class we were already gonna give you. So that already, you know, that had me kind of irked. Um, and then during COVID time and all that stuff, um, I was working a good amount of time on my own. There was this one uh, lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Zwick. Love you, Lieutenant Zwick. Um, she helped a lot. That woman was a workhorse. She worked. She has a cute little kid, amazing husband. Um, she was just cool as shit. She took care of you. She looked out for you. If you needed help, she helped you do the work. She, she asked for anything, got it done. I looked after her dog a couple of times, like her pets. I would just go, just feed them when they weren't there. Went to the house, fed them, dipped, and that's it. One time I even stayed there. She was like, hey, you can stay there. We got a guest room. Just feed the dogs, go to work, and that's it. I just literally stay there, feed them in the morning, go, come at night, feed them again, and then dip, and that's it. And that lady just like that that lady was a hard worker. She was a worker. She didn't like to leave anything for the next day. It was like, hey, if we can get it done today, let's get it done. And that that's the mentality I started picking up. Cause it's like when you work with people with that work ethic in the military, it's contagious. It's just like when you have people that are lazy, you get lazy. Cause the thing is, is they lazy, so why the fuck am I working so hard? But when you see somebody else is working hard, you start working hard also. So that's the concept of basically like how you see those pictures of a leader, not a leader just like with the whip telling them to do it. But the leaders in the front actually pulling the like I think it was like uh, it was like with stones. They have a picture of where the leader is on top of the stone and the people are pushing it. And then there's the leader with where he's pulling the stone from the front with the people pushing it. And you see the different perspectives of that. And it's just like working with her and working with certain people in the military, you gain that advantage and you gain that ability to work harder and you want to work harder. Um, and your work ethic develops from that. You you pick up from that. So it's, it's a good thing to have to be around people like that because you learn from it. But then there's times where it's just like, you get around some people that are just lazy. We worked with somebody else also that was lazy as shit. Man didn't do shit. I'm sorry. He he was cool at times, but then it came to the fact where it was just like my evaluation, this dude tried to screw me over. Um, I was fat by army standards. I was fat by army standards. Um, I could still perform an APFT or an ACFT with flying colors. Pass, no issues, but I was fat. Now they have the whole thing with the army that is just like with the ACFT. If you, I think it's you score a 540 because there's six events. So basically, an 80 in each event, you won't get taped. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. I was just like, y'all could have done that with the ACFT and y'all wouldn't have kicked out so many people from the army. Because a lot of people get kicked out in the army because they can't pass the test. I was like, a lot of people. Can't do a certain amount of push-ups, certain amount of sit-ups, and then do a two-mile run all in the same time frame within an hour, basically. A lot of people can't do that, um, especially if you're not training them right, and especially some people are lazy and not, but a lot of people got kicked out just because of that. Um, a lot of people got kicked out because they got taped, 
and the army classified them as overweight. So they didn't have the body fat percentage that was adequate for the military. Even though they could have been training studs, the army didn't care. So a lot of people got kicked out for that. So with my evaluation, this dude tried to like put that I did not meet the standard um, on my evaluations. He, he literally put I did not meet the standard on a couple of things. And then that was one of those turning points where it was just like, I spoke to him. I was just like, hold on. So you mean to tell me that you don't think I did the ad- uh, adequate job? He was like, nah, man, you did a phenomenal job. So then why the fuck would you put that on the thing? He was like, oh, well, I had to put one. I was like, where does it say that you have to put that? I was like, this dude didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Mind you, the dude got fired from his last place, and then they put him in the office where it is. Because basically, if you're in the S3 office, most of the time is you get fucking put in there. Because either somebody didn't like you, or you got in trouble, or you needed to be moved somewhere. That's what tends to happen when you're in the S3. Um... Not always, but a lot of the times that's what happens. So we're there, and I got told by somebody else that worked in that same office that worked directly with him that he got fired because of the bad job he was doing. So I was like, okay. So when he told me that, it was just like, oh, I had to put that. I was like, where? Because nowhere in regulation does it say you have to put that. I was like, yeah, I didn't meet the height and weight standards, but everything else I excelled in. I was like, I did this job by myself. You weren't helping me. You were barely around. You were just passing it off to me, and I was just doing it to keep myself busy because it was driving me crazy being stuck in a fucking room. So during COVID, some people worked from home. I never worked from home. I didn't want to stay in a barracks room. You know how depressing that shit is to just stay in a fucking room the whole fucking time? And then if you're going out anywhere, it's just like you have to have a mask. You can't be too close to people and stuff like that. So it was just like, this shit was stressful when it shouldn't have been stressful for me. But depression got a gold grip on me there. So it was just like, I'm going to go to work just to get my mind off of stuff. Just to be able to interact with stuff, do stuff. And it's just like that. So this dude was just like, he tried to put that on me. And then after that, I was just like, you know what I realized is like, I'm working my ass off here for nothing. Because that's when I said, like, when it comes to like different people, it's just like being evaluated um, some people don't get the recognition. Like, let's see. Um, nobody taught me. I learned how to do everything. They they taught me like the first two weeks, and then from that I just ran with it, and I did everything. But when it came to anything that came organizational wise in that battalion, you can ask me, and I can tell you without even having to look at a computer. That's how much I was like into the thing. Like, oh, this is happening. Oh, so-and-so called because, oh, that's supposed to happen on this day. With that, they're supposed to bring. And people would be like, how the fuck do you remember all this shit? And be like, I'm doing it. I'm the one that's doing it. I'm the one that's creating it. I receive it from a high level, and then I'm pushing it down. So I'm making sure to make the right phone calls and see what's going on before it gets to y'all so that y'all have all the information. And then sometimes the people above me didn't know what the fuck they were doing because they were just copying and pasting shit. And then they would copy and paste the wrong fucking shit too. So it's just like... Bro, how am I supposed to tell my soldiers or the companies below me what they have to do when you can't even tell me what I'm supposed to tell them they're supposed to do? I was just like, another, make it make sense. Um, But then it came to like the accountability part. It came to accountability where, like I said, all this fucking is going around and stuff like that. Nobody's being held accountable. 
soldiers to get held accountable, but those senior leaders were not being held accountable. Senior leaders were doing those EO complaints, sharp complaints, stuff like that. Stuff doesn't happen because most of the time they try to take care of it at their level. And that is the biggest bullshit I heard in the fucking military is take care of it at your own level. If it's that serious of an incident, take it to a higher level. I've always told my fucking soldiers that. I was like, don't ever fucking keep the shit at the company level. If it's something that severe where it's a legit EO complaint or a legit sharp issue, take that shit above. Do not keep it within the company because the company is supposed to have their EO or their sharp. So they're supposed to, you know, assist and all that. But the thing is, is what most of the time it happens is, is that person will speak with the commander. Commander catches wind of it or somebody catches wind of it and then they just try to downplay it. Like, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll go and talk to so-and-so. We'll have them apologize and this, this, and that. And it was just like, man, if if the if it was something legit like that, that means that this was probably not the first time that this person did that to that soldier, or they've probably done it to somebody else. So basically what happens is you, you don't even give him a slap on the wrist. You just let him be on his way, or you move him to a different area for a couple of months, and then he does the same shit in that area that he did before but there was nothing notated about it there was no repercussions no accountability so it's just like it got to the point where everywhere you were at at that duty station there was no accountability for for anything i was just like so it, it got to the point where it's just like these people get to do all this shit they get to do this they do that um they travel all the time they get they do their dts which is basically a free check for them because they get paid for hotel rooms but then they get per diem per day so you mean to tell me y'all traveling all the fucking time i was just like so y'all just making checks every single fucking week acting like y'all going somewhere or doing some shit when y'all really ain't doing shit and y'all just collecting a check but let a soldier fucking do that shit oh hey we know um but then that was that was that with covid and all that i did burn myself out unfortunately and that's something that i spoke about in the last one it was just like burnout you have one of the hardest people working but you don't reward them i didn't get sent to no classes there was a class that i should have been taking which was um it was called the battle staff which is the position i was in and slotted to do i didn't even get sent to the class i asked for it but covid during covid time it was wasn't shit happening so Even after COVID, it got to the point where I was supposed to leave. And it got to the point where I was, I, I got to the point where, you know what? I don't want to be in this battalion because of how toxic it is, how there's no accountability, how much the shadiness is going on here. Just because it was just like, it was shadiness all over. But the thing is, is like, you try not to pay too mind to it because you didn't want to lose your shit. You didn't want to just end up snapping on somebody because somebody said something or something said that. Um, I had one NCO approach me one time and it was in morning during PT. Mind you, I'm on a profile because I have a tear in my hip. I have a tear in my hip so I can't run. The rest of the platoon, the rest of the company goes to run. Said NCO decides to stay back. Why? I don't fucking know. Because he didn't have a reason. He didn't have a profile. Why he wasn't running with the rest of the company was probably because he thought he was, you know, a higher rank and he thought he could do so. So I have another soldier stop me and he's asking me questions about something he needs to take care of that needs to get done. So I'm explaining it to him and this, this and that. And then the that senior NCO calls me over. He's like, hey, man, why ain't you running or why ain't you walking? I was like, well, I was helping this guy with this. He was like, yeah, but 
that can wait. I was like, you need to be doing, I was like, hold on, man. I was like, I'm helping my soldier, which is part of my MOS, trying to establish and explain to him what he needs to do because it's something that's needed for the company. And you trying to tell me I need to go and walk? I was like, how come you ain't walking? And he was like, hey, we ain't talking about me. I was like, hold on. It don't work that way. It's just because you're an NCO doesn't mean you get to tell me what to do. And I'm an NCO and I don't get to correct you. You're supposed to be doing physical training in the morning. You're not doing it. I went to walk. I started walking and then I started talking to this guy. You have been standing here this whole time bullshit and talking with this other dude. So both of y'all ain't on profile and all that. But then you can stand here and talk. He was like, Son Cruz, we ain't talking about me. I was like, yes, we are. Now we are talking about you because this is what you want to get started with me. So then he goes and he tries to be all, try to fluff up and all. I was like, bro, I don't care. I was just like, you should be doing physical training too. Then he was like, all right, we'll, we'll talk about this some other time. I was like, I know you ain't going to talk to me about it no other time. Why? Because you walked the fuck off because you knew I was in the right. I at least had a profile saying I couldn't fucking run or I walk at my own pace and distance. I have a fucking tear in my hip. I shouldn't even be walking or running anyway. Then the dude disappears and then he's just like, oh, but then that's the thing. Like I said, I was a no-nonsense kind of guy while I was in the military in that battalion, you had to be a no-nonsense kind of guy because it was just like in that battalion, if a person saw that they could try to intimidate you or they could try to use a flex or fluff up their chest to show their rank and try to, and you let it happen, they tried to do that continuously. With me, that shit was not going to happen because I had one company commander one time that tried to make me like falsify documents and I told him straight the fuck up, no. And he looked at me like, you can't tell me no. I was like, the fuck I can't. I was like, no, I am not going to put this on somebody's license because I was the master driver. I was the one handling people's licenses and stuff. And best believe, the military was pencil whipping the fuck out of shit in that battalion. But what happened? I was even being told, hey, just circumvent what you can to get the result. I was like, no, I'm not going to circumvent the shit because I'm the one that's going to get in trouble because they're going to ask me the questions because I'm the one in charge of this program. So if people ain't going to do the program right, it's going to be on their company and their company commanders fucking this shit up because it's not going to be on my name. So I got a lot of backlash for that because it was just like people wanted you to circumvent, the, like I said, pencil whipping. Pencil whip information like, oh, this soldier knows how to drive this, this, and that. I was like, what the fuck is the training for this soldier? There's processes and procedures to licensing somebody. It's basically like you getting a driver's license. What do you got to do? You got to take the test. You got to take a road test. Basically the same thing in the military. But in the military, it's a bit more in depth because of the fact that these are bigger pieces of equipment. These are bigger vehicles. It's not no little vehicle. You got the five tons, you got the bigger vehicles like that. You got to teach them different things that the vehicle can do. Turning radius, stop and go, serpentining with them, like drive. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes with it, but they were just trying to circumvent all that and just, you know, write it on up like, oh, this is what's happening. And the thing is, is like that battalion was notorious for it. And I put a stop to it to a certain degree. And then it got to the point where it's just like, you try to fix stuff and people just don't care. People just don't listen. And that's where it came to like the wrong people. How I mentioned in the last episode, the wrong people, you put the wrong people in place where they shouldn't be like at 
23rd Company, when I first got there to Germany, when I was the platoon sergeant, they put a commander in there that that man didn't know what the fuck he was doing. That man was confused as fuck. Great guy. Great guy. Took care of soldiers. But when it came to actually being a company commander, had no fucking idea what he was doing. But I respect the man because I did have an emergency leave situation where I had to go with my wife to take care of uh, a family death. And he was there and he pushed it through and he took... I respect the hell out that man for that. But when it came to actually doing his job, he didn't know what he was doing. This dude would sometimes not even try to show up to work once shit was going on. So it's just like, you put this man in charge. It's just like, this company has a big responsibility in this area. Being in Germany and being in Grafenvier and being in the 18th CSSB. Yeah, I fucking said it. Um, because I know people are probably like, where, where was it? It was 18 CSSB. If you look on Army What the Fucks, it's been on there plenty of fucking times. 16 Sustainment Brigade. Yeah, yeah I'm calling y'all too because y'all, y'all be on some shit sometimes. Um, but it's just like people would just want to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. People would just pencil whip training, pencil whip this, pencil whip that. But then the thing is, is, is like that's forging documents or falsifying documents. Who the fuck got in trouble for it? Nobody. You just kept on doing it till you wanted somebody else to keep doing it. But then you had a problem with the fact that that person didn't want to do it. I wasn't going to falsify no document. There was not going to be a signature of mine on anything where I didn't val validate what happened. You're not going to tell me you drove from here to there, did this training, and I didn't see it. You got no proof of it. Why is all your signatures on everything? Why is it that this person got licensed on all this fucking piece of equipment? And they didn't even have it at the training. So how the fuck did they learn how to drive it? They looked at the vehicle and was like, they could drive it now? No, because there was a fucking survey that came out while I was over there. And that, that's another reason I started like the accountability. The survey basically put out that a lot of soldiers were saying that you, not you, but like, as in like people, you as a battalion are having soldiers get into vehicles without being properly trained and telling them to drive. Because we were having a bunch of incidents where it was like accidents here. People were taking too short of a turn or something or knocking down light poles or hitting bridges and stuff like that off the turns. And it was just like they started asking. It was like, hey, what's going on? What can be done? And I was just like, well, we need to actually train these soldiers how to do the stuff. Because, yeah, a lot of soldiers don't know how to drive certain vehicles. If... In the military, you don't have to have an actual driver's license, but you can still drive a military vehicle if you get taught how to do it. You can only do it, though, on the military installation. You can't go off the military the military installation driving it if that's the case. So in those in those manners, it's, it's different because it's just like you have different aspects and different things that happen. So if you're not teaching these people, it's a person that never driven before and now you got them driving a big ass truck with a trailer that's pulling something or it's a water buffalo or it's a second trailer or whatever the case may be. And you got to teach these people how to do this and they don't know how to drive. So it's like you have to teach them how to drive. You just can't say, oh, they know how to drive. And hey, it's on the paperwork that you know how to drive this. And the soldier tells you they've never driven it before. You should probably listen to them. But then what happens? They would tell that soldier, like, hey, I'm ordering you to get in there. And it would happen. So it was just like that had to change. So it's just like I said that and I brought that up. I was just like, look, if you look at the past training that was happening, 
all his training was falsified. What happened to this dude? Nothing, because the dude left. Dude left all of Germany. He was, I, forget, I don't know where the fuck he went. But all that, all those documents were falsified. Because the thing is, is, they were saying that training was conducted on this, 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 and that. People had it on their license. And the person did not step on any one of those vehicles or even drive any of those vehicles. So basically, they were, it was put on their license illegally. And then that was a whole shit show. So then the other part comes to just explaining to people that it was just like, like I said, I was no nonsense. I was like, when it came to, I was the operations manager and the master driver and the Seaburn dude. So basically I had three different areas I had to maintain. Couldn't maintain all three. The master driver one, I just said, fuck it. Cause it's like, these companies want to do whatever the hell they want to do. They don't want to listen. They just want to pencil whip. Cause it's like, oh, we got this mission coming up. We need somebody to drive. We don't got nobody licensed. So we're just going to send them down the street. Let them come back and say he's licensed. You doing that. I I wasn't putting my name on that. And that's what companies were doing. Accountability, that was mentioned. Nothing happened because it was like, hey, the mission comes first. All right, when you have somebody roll over or you have somebody fucking kill a German civilian because they fucking ran into him or something like that, then all of a sudden you want to start asking questions. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, no, we didn't know it was going on. Bullshit. You knew what was going on, but you ain't going to hold yourself accountable because you're a piece of shit. But that's part of the fucking issues when people getting out. That's one of the reasons I got out. That place had no fucking accountability for anything. Nobody got in trouble for shit that they were supposed to get in trouble for. People just, I was like, oh, it happened. It happened. I was just like, what do you mean it happened? I was like, something is supposed to happen. I was like, when people are missing missions or not doing what they're supposed to, people get chewed out. Something. Nothing was happening. People were just like, ah, fuck it. And it was just like, it would get to the point where I had to, there was this one commander that he just fucking irked the shit out of me. Because this dude would just try to like question everything and like try to back talk and like talk. He would try to like out talk you because he thought because he was a captain and I was a staff sergeant. I was just going to take And I was like, no, sir. I was like, no. The reason that you got this deadline and this stuff is because your company didn't provide the previous deadline. So you calling up here with all your hostility trying to ask for stuff and trying to be like, hey, why am I getting this, this, and that? And I was like, no, sir, it's because you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Your company isn't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So since we're tired of just fucking waiting on it, we're giving you more stricter deadlines because you can't seem to meet the regular deadlines. And he was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, oh okay, uh, I'll go talk to my team and, and see what's going on. I was like, yeah, but this dude always called the office with an attitude. Like, thinking he was all high and mighty. And then you had to bring this motherfucker down to size. Because it's like, no, bro, you wrong. You the one fucking up. Your company is fucking up. I could take it to a higher level, but I choose not to. I speak to you. And then there was this one time he tried to chew out one of my soldiers. That's, that was the one that ended up replacing me. Tried to chew her out. And I wasn't having that shit either. And it was just like... But that's the thing. It was just like... The soldiers work harder for you. When you take care of them, when they see that you go up to bat for them, soldiers work harder. Thing is, is in that office, that wasn't happening. Because the people there, they, they were just like, 
I don't know if it was scared or intimidated. They just didn't want to make those phone calls. I had to make the phone call. I was like, you got more rank than me. You should be making these phone calls. I was like, when they heard that I started getting heated, that's when they wanted to get in the conversation because they was like, I don't want to hear this shit or have to go to another level because Tom Cruise said something he wasn't supposed to. And then that's when they would get into it because they see I got heated because I'm just like, nah. And then, um, cause even when I got the fucking award, like that, that fucking plaque that I have right there, hold on, I'm gonna read what it says on it. It says, in appreciation of your selfless service, dedication, and sarcasm. That's how the thing starts. Dedication to selfless service and sarcasm. Why? Because I was sarcastic as shit. I was like, you had to be. When you're dealing with people that don't really give a shit about you and you got to take care of them no matter what, you got to be sarcastic with them. You got you to gotta, you gotta have fun with it because the thing is, is it becomes an environment where it's just like, like I said, you're working so hard. You continue to work. You continue to do everything that's asked of you. You keep on pushing and you get nothing for it. You don't, I didn't get no awards while I was over there. I did tons of missions. I basically held the whole fucking battalion together. No award for it. Nothing. It wasn't even my fucking job. It was a person that got promoted to a new position that tried to tell me I wasn't doing my job. He got all the recognition. I didn't get it. So, yeah, I was just like, I, I, I will say I was salty leaving the military because it was just like, y'all didn't give me anything for all the hard work I did, for all the sweat, mental fucking issues I had just dealing with this fucking place. Y'all didn't give me shit for it. They tried to give me a fucking uh, ETS award, and I told them, I told, (laughs) I told the people that managed it, I was like, look, y'all can take that shit, y'all can fucking burn it or shove it up someone's ass. I don't give a fuck. I don't want the shit. I don't want that shit from this place because this place is fucking full of shit. I was just like, because people try to act like they care, but none of them care. All they care about is themselves. And that's where it's just like, that's where that toxicity, it's not even being toxic to the point where people are just, you know how people are toxic to be toxic. It's just, this is like that how a passive aggressive toxic, I guess is a way of saying it. Because it's like, they weren't really aggressively toxic towards you. They were just toxic in the way that they didn't really care for you they didn't really care to take care of you they didn't really care to look out try to improve you try to promote you they just looked out for themselves they looked out and took care of themselves and tried to do whatever they could to make sure they were good they didn't give a fuck about the people around them and that's a problem within the military now a lot of these people that are in those positions of power or in positions of authority only care about themselves to get to that next level. They don't care about the soldiers below them. And the thing is, is nowadays, people realize that. People realize how important it is to take care of oneself more than it is to deal with the people in the military. You have people that just don't give a shit. They just care about themselves. It was like, if I'm in a work environment where people see you working hard, don't acknowledge you for it. Don't don't even give you a, a good job or anything like that. And they just want you to keep working. It got to the point where I just I just became lazy. How I said you creating laziness, creating laziness happened, and I just became a fucking shitbag. 
towards the end of it, I was just like, once I knew I was getting out, that it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not doing shit for the army no more. I'm taking care of myself. I told him, I was like, hey, look, if I go, I'm going in September. If I'm looking at buying a house, if I buy this house, I'm getting the fuck up out the army. I ain't going to give a shit left. I'm going to have a year left and I don't give a fuck what the fuck happens here. I don't give a shit. Don't expect me to help with anything. I'll help when I'm when I'm needed to help within the stuff, but don't expect anything extra for me. Y'all already tried to screw me with my last evaluation, saying I didn't do shit when I did everything. So what are y'all going to do with this one? An evaluation doesn't mean shit in the civilian world. And people don't understand that. It was just like, yeah, you want to kiss ass, suck dick, fuck this person, and do all this shit to try to make yourself look good. Once you get out the army, that shit is worth nothing. In the army, you might look make yourself look like you hot shit, but in the outside world, that shit is nothing. What is, none of the evaluations I had, even the great evaluations I had, mean what right now? I can't go to, uh, I can't put that on my resume. I was number one of five or whatever, whatever the, it, it may be. That's not going to be on my resume. Nobody puts that shit on your resume. What you did, you can incorporate it. Like, hey, I was an operations manager for a fucking company of 13, what, 1,300 people? And I was the one making sure that any information delegated from basically higher headquarters, I received it, I interpreted it, I disseminated it to the lower companies to make sure they executed the stuff without issue, having all of the information. So it was a lot of stuff, like the... The Afghan evacuation. I managed that. The All the defender, all these exercises that they're doing that NATO is pushing closer and closer to Russia, where Russia's getting pissed off because it's like, hey, you're invading in my fucking backyard. All those exercises, I managed most of those. I even took part in the first one, and then that's when COVID broke out. Um, shout out to those Brits. Great people to work with. Um but it was just like you had your good and your bad when it came to it. So it's like when you had those missions or you out in the field, you don't deal with as much as the dumb shit because in the field is just like mostly training. But that didn't happen in, in this battalion. This battalion training was like a two-day session. So literally they were so concerned with missions, missions, missions because basically that made that battalion commander look fucking amazing because it's like, oh, these people can support everything. They can get everything done. They don't fail. This We didn't fail. I'm, I made sure everybody had their info. They had what they needed and they weren't failing. They got their shit done. They got all the criteria they needed and the information they needed. They got. If it was missing something and they called me, I called up like, hey, Company asked this, this, and this, this, and I'm also asking this, 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 and this, so can we get an answer to this? It would take some time. Sometimes they knew, sometimes they didn't. Hey, we'll get back to you. I get it. Pass it down. And then they were more aware, but I tried to make sure that shit happened. As soon as I got that info, they, they were hearing it at least. So it was like, hey, Warno, this is about to happen. And they're like, damn, we don't even got... I know y'all got the people. Don't try to bullshit me. Y'all haven't sent me a report showing what your people are doing in the first place. So I know you got the people. You just try to act like you don't. Uh, which a lot of people tried to get away with that also, like when it came to that battalion. It was just like those companies were just like, nah, man, we ain't got we ain't got people to send on this mission. And I was like, all right, send me a list of all the people you got on mission or not available. Oh no, nah, we don't we don't we don't have that right now. We gotta put it together. I was like, hey, I got time. Y'all got time. Y'all better figure it out because y'all gonna end up doing this regardless. 
And then sometimes they would go above my head to try to like get me not in trouble, but to try to like circumvent me so that I would switch the order that I put out for them. And then they would get shut out, shut down from the top. So then they had to deal with it. So it was just like, it was maybe like three times where it got actually switched, where it was just like the higher up my above me told me like, yeah, man, we got to right, let's lay off them for a bit. I was like, cool. Cool, I'll, I'll take it. But they still haven't given me the information I need. So that goes into it. And it's just like so many different issues just within that alone. Like Germany had so many issues of just like accountability, toxic leadership, having toxic leaders in positions that were not supposed to be there. Some didn't merit the ability to do there, like some didn't have the achievements or the time and grade of the time and service or even the capability to be put in the, into those positions, but they got those positions somehow. And you're just like baffled, like how the fuck does that happen? And it's just like you had NCOs that cared. There was a couple of great NCOs in that battalion and soldiers respected them because they didn't want the bullshit. They didn't deal with the bullshit. They took care of what they had to. They listened. They did what they had to. And they let you go home. It was like, hey, if there's nothing to do, get the fuck out. Go home. Go do something. You're in Germany. If it's like a four-day, people try to get out of there quick. Got a four-day weekend. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to Switzerland. I'm going to uh, Belgium. I'm going to France. I'm going to Czech. I'm going to Poland. I'm going to Romania. I'm going to Greece. I'm going to Malta, Croatia. Like, that's what people would do on the four days. But the thing is, is like, sometimes some people would just like get so overworked and overworked that it's just like, you don't want to be in the military for that. Because the thing is, is you see other people don't get as worked as much because they buddy buddy with whoever's in charge or they kissing ass. Or like I said, or they fucking them. One of the two. In Germany, that shit was just happening all the time. It was just like, one of my good friends from over there, this dude was on every fucking mission. Like, I mean, every fucking mission. This dude is like, anytime we was like, yo, we about to go out this weekend. He was like, nah, man, I'm on standby. I'm like, standby for what? For another for another mission. Like, bro, you got the biggest company. How is it that you the only one always on shit? And people don't understand that. It was just like, burnout is a bad thing in the military because you overwork those people that work hard. They ain't going to say no. Some of them don't say no. It's just like we take the work. We just keep working, keep working until you realize that it's just like, bro, I'm done working this hard. Like, I'm not going to continue to work this hard. I get nothing for it. Why am I going to continue to keep doing this? And I don't get nothing for it. I get paid the same as they do. But they ain't doing the same job I'm doing. They don't even they don't even do half the amount of work I do. Some of them were above you and they didn't do the work they did. Um. And then in that company I was in, it was just like, we had that first sergeant that got that position somehow, stayed in that position even though she was trash. You had the other one that was there previous was trash, always wanted females around, and was basically accused of trying to like harass them and stuff like that, but nothing came out of that because that was one of those battalions that was like, oh, we don't want to mess somebody's career up. I was like, all right, so let this person be a predator We'll continue to do it, but we ain't going to say shit about it. And then you would say, and then it was just like, what are you, you going to say? Your word against somebody that's three levels of rank above you saying the opposite 
the higher up at that other level is just going to listen to whatever they say. They ain't going to listen to the soldiers unless the soldiers had like fucking legit proof. I was just like, no, we've seen this happening. Well, you don't have anything in writing. There's nothing else. Nobody else wants to speak up. I was like, yeah, nobody else wants to speak up because they fear for repercussions because that's what happens in most of the army. When somebody speaks up or something, they get ostracized. They get blackballed. Or they get moved to a different location and it's within that same battalion. So let's say you had first sergeant and commander in one place make a complaint. They made a complaint against them. They would move them to a different company within that same battalion. So what happens? Those two first sergeant and commander will now tell the first sergeant and commander of that new location where that soldier went. And what you think? They were just going to help them out and stuff like that? No, because now... Those two are like wary of like, oh man, we can't talk to this person or this, this and that because of something happened. If you ain't doing nothing wrong, why the fuck are you worried? Like that's that's that that was the big issue. It's just like yeah, so you don't want to talk to the soldier. Why she got moved for a reason? Because something was going on at that company, but you didn't see nobody get in trouble too crazy over there because they were a senior or above. I was just like, it, it's a it's a thing. It was just like that's why I was just like over there. It was just like different. I was like, that shit happens all over the army. Adultery being committed, fucking the, the command teams, fucking somebody within their company or fraternization or, or all this stuff. But the thing is, is the accountability level isn't there. Nobody's held accountable. Nobody's held to that standard that they want to fucking keep on pushing and talking about. And then you're just going to have somebody say, oh, well, that wasn't your situation. You could have done a better job. It was like, I tried. If I try to say something and my shit gets thrown out, what am I supposed to do? Because now if I keep on going at it, they're just like, oh, you're just mad. Because you did this, you did that. So they get mad at the fact and then that's how that continues. So then that same blackballing basically happens. So then they get to the point where it's just like, you know what? I don't give a shit anymore. I was just like, I'm not going to miss any formations. I'm not going to do this. Because that was another thing. Like that time period when I knew I was getting out the military, basically like when you're clearing or you wouldn't have to show up to formation. But then when it came to somebody that was lower enlisted, they would try to be like, oh, you need to be at formation. I was like, hold the fuck up. I was just like, please don't try that shit with me because you're going to have a rough fucking day. I showed up to formation every single fucking day when I couldn't run, I had a tear in my fucking hip. Shit, I remember the last time I did fucking run, it was with the fucking section, we ran up a Netzerberg Hill, which is a pretty decent fucking hill. I ran up that shit with a fucking tear in my fucking leg. And it was just like, they just thought I was bullshitting. They just thought I was faking. Most of the time, even though because I would run, but I would run in pain and best believe I was taking medication, muscle relaxes or whatever the case afterwards, because it was just like I was in pain. So then when that got to it, it was just basically the point where I would do that. And it's just like, hold on, give me a sec. Mama, no, no, no. Um. Yeah, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, 
where was I? That's the thing. I can't remember what the hell I was saying now. But that's 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 the thing there with that alone. Just oh, I did run. I ran, I was in pain. People thought I was faking it, even though I had a tear in my hip when the fucking MRI came back showing I had a tear in my hip. And it was like, oh shit. I was just like, yeah, I was still out working y'all with a fucking tear in my hip and y'all wanted to give me shit about it. So like I said, it was just like, it got to the point where it was just like, you know what? I need to take care of myself. I need to worry about myself, look out for myself, take care of the stuff I need to, to get out the military. Um, need to try to fix my mental health, need to try to fix my body, need to try to fix myself, my situation, prepare myself to being a civilian outside of the military, not dealing with this dumb shit anymore. Because um, you you can't make it make sense. The stuff don't make sense anymore. It's just like stuff happens and it's just like you're wondering what's going on and it's just like trying to figure out um, what the situation is. What, what are you doing? Like Nobody's being held accountable. You can't hold people accountable for the stuff, but then you want to hold people that shouldn't be held accountable accountable. You want to take it to a lower level and not take care of the people that are above that are the ones causing these issues. You don't take care of them. You want to take care of a person that probably didn't know what was going on or knew what was going on, but didn't know any better. But then you want to hit him over the head with the fucking punishment. But the other person, you just let them slide. Um, Germany, for, for that reason, was crazy. Like, I spent most of it without my family. So that was a big toll on me because I was separated from my family also a good amount of the time. Like, I was there for going on four years. My family was there the first year and some because of medical issues. They had to be, they had to they had to leave Germany. So I didn't have my family for most of that. So the family I had are the same people I'm going to go see um, this weekend, this coming weekend for at a wedding um, at, back in Germany. Um, just to go see them. Those are the people that kept me like kind of sane or kept me like motivated or kept me like out the bad, really bad thoughts. Um, and it, and that was just it. Like that was just me talking just like certain things there. Like there's more stuff that happened in Germany that it was just like, you, you just didn't want to take part in it. You you didn't want you didn't want to deal with the people you didn't want to deal with the supposed leadership that cared for you but all they did was care about themselves all they did was talk shit behind your back uh, nobody had the balls to say anything to your face over there um, and it got to the point where like I said I just didn't I didn't care once I bought once I bought the house I'm living in now I was just like I'm out this bitch. I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna be gone. I'm not gonna be staying here. I'm gonna be leaving. I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna be doing my own thing, and I'm gonna just go at it that way. I'm not gonna be wasting the time to deal with the situations I'm dealing with, and I'm gonna just head out. It was just like I'm gonna do what I have to, not to get in trouble, not to do anything stupid, but I'm gonna do what I can. What my job was, I was supposed to leave Germany to go to Missouri. Uh, for Leonardwood, because that's that was supposed to be my next duty station. So I was supposed to go be an instructor, which was something I wanted to do and I asked to do. But it's just like the motivation and everything was lost. I didn't want to be in the army anymore after dealing with the stuff that happened in Germany. I was just like, COVID showed you one thing. Being in those situations showed you another. Seeing how toxic the army can be, seeing how toxic leaders can be, seeing how no accountability was done. I was just like, I can't do this for the next 10 fucking years. I was like, yeah, I'm going to gain rank, 
But the thing is, is everybody always wants to say, it was like, oh, if I join the military, I'm going to make that change. I'm going to make that change. I was like, you can make changes, but you can only make changes in your foxhole. That's where you can make the change. You can't change the army as an entirety. You will never change the army as an entirety because you have these locations and these places where it's just like, you, you can't have it. I was like, but we're going we gonna to stop this episode here. Um, I'm going to probably end up splitting these two into to, to two episodes, uh, just basically to split it, to try to change it so that that way um, we have that split so it's two different interactions. So we'll leave it at that. That was this. Um, yeah, because I got I to gotta deal with some stuff. But I appreciate y'all, as always, Just Cruise. With the cruise talks, um, we will continue doing this. Uh, we'll try to see if we can get something done in, while we're in Germany. Try to get one of our friends out there to talk a bit about the situations. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. I appreciate y'all. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.